You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Vegas After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Vegas After Show. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, AfterBuzzers. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 11, Pietists of first season of Vegas CBS. I'm your host, Thaddeus Massey. Oh, Bing is for doing. That's what we're doing. I'm with my, my buddies here. We're here to go over the show for another week. Loving it. Introduce yourselves. Oh, me? Yeah. Over? Okay. Nick Purdue. <laughs> <laughs> you guys didn't see that, but he did like the Michael Jackson back and forth head thing. Hee <laughs> hee. That's all I got. Bam Erickson. Bam Erickson, Nick Purdue, Alex Salem couldn't be with us. Uh, he's uh, in this spirit. Evening. He's here in he's spirit. He's here in spirit. Uh, he's uh, hi, Alex. Doing big things right now. We can't speak on it, but he'll let us know what he's. Uh, he'll hush, let hush, you guys know. Guys. Yeah, it's a little project. You know, Alex is always doing something. Always has his hand in the skin. Yeah, Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> so this this week we're gonna uh, we get to talk about a little banker justice, but we'll get into the Whoa. banker justice. We've been going on rancher justice, mob justice, mob justice a little bit of mob justice, not too much mob justice, just a little bit. But this week is banker justice. Yeah, yeah. So this week's episode started off with a flash forward. Yeah. Or or it was, it was like actually, real real it was time. time, but then they then went, back. went back. Yeah. So yeah, we see uh, Ralph Lamb get clocked over the back of the head. <laughs> so I guess a ten gallon hat doesn't really protect you from a club. No, <laughs> you would think it would provide some cushion or something, but it really didn't. He just knocked him out cold mm-hmm. with that blunt object. Right, yeah. with a blunt object. So then you go to like fifty eight hours earlier. It's which is kind of weird. Fifty eight hours. I don't know. Fifty eight hours. They decided yeah. to pick an odd number, probably something that we would remember. And yeah. Which we did because like, it wasn't twenty four, wasn't forty eight, was seventy two. It was fifty eight. Yeah, that's that's like ten hours. hours. Yeah, that's almost two and a half days. Yeah, exactly. It's just two and a half days shot. And then they went to fifty eight, then to fifty six. Yeah, like all this happened in two hours. But we'll yeah. get into that. Yeah, but what I would like to say, starting off, is that the writers did a really good job this week. They did, and the show was really good. I'd have to say. For me, this was the best episode so far. Just, I just want to go there and say that, starting mm. off off the bat, because there was so much going on, but it wasn't like frivolous, and it wasn't filler stuff. It was a lot, and everything kind of related to everything else. I think every episode should be like this, if they could possibly do it. It was more meat. Things that didn't relate to each other kind of came back around, mm. and, that's, and I think it really had a lot to how they structured the show this week, starting off with the real time and then flashing back. 
I agree. This was that best episode for me yeah, as well. By far. Yeah, it was it was definitely good. I mean there was a lot that went on, a lot that happened, a lot of things that we've been waiting to happen. One thing that did annoy me, mm. character wise, mm. was how this guy comes in with his wife with, <laughs> with, the, the, with, shotgun. with the shotgun yeah. on Dixon. This is something that I would think was kinda comical in the beginning when they showed when we first, first met, when we first met Dixon running out of the was, house, yeah, and you know he was, you know he was with somebody's wife. To me, it's like this guy has a serious character flaw now. <laughs> I mean, we're in the middle of the show. He's already been okay. He's the womanizer. We get it. This guy comes into the police station, yeah. shot, sawed off, shoddy, <laughs> and then the music they were playing was making like light of the situation. You know, mm. the, you know the dude's not going to shoot him. He's supposed to be fat comical porky pig looking dude mm. his wife was a little sexy and then later on Fred and Margie Fred and Margie that was their names Fred, mm-hmm. it was Fred Fred yeah. and Margie I didn't really like how how Ralph's character concluded it concluded it like you know every, like basically inferring that everybody's Margie gets around yeah. <laughs> kind well, of thing yeah. right I believe he said something along the lines of you know hey listen you love your wife your wife just so happens to love a lot of people. A lot of people. That's exactly yeah. what she said. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what Rob said. Yeah. So he was calling her a hoe without saying she's a hoe. Right. So are and you- that kind of made it okay for his son to sleep with somebody. I mean, I guess he didn't want his son's head, mean, to, get, head to get blown off, too, at the same time. Here's the, here's the thing. Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate oh, for okay. two seconds, okay? okay. And I'm, I'm going to lean on Dixon's side. Because I mean I don't advocate you know messing around with the happy home with the married woman. It wasn't a happy home. But 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 married women don't require a lot of time, and Dixon's a busy kid, so you know he can get in, get out, wham bam. Thank you, Mrs. So and So. So I don't necessarily blame him for going the married woman route, but. It's not what you're supposed to do. I do not approve of <laughs> this commentary whatsoever. I have to do. I have to jump. Nicholas on. Purdue. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys can comment this guy at the Nick Purdue if you guys want to comment on that. I have to jump. Married, married women. Uh, oh, here you go. <laughs> I have to jump on Nick's uh, side. You guys remember the movie Patrick Dempsey, Lover Boy, when he was um, when he was pimping all those married women. Like yes. for a uh, young boy, how old is Dixon's character? Let's say like twenty three, twenty four, twenty five. Let's and it, that age. And it's the sixties. There's not a lot Maybe of girl- his early twenties. Yeah, you know, there's not a lot of young girls around. And he is a he's a sheriff, and so to yeah. women they think that's sexy. Like you can't blame him. I'm not. I'm just saying from from his from his uh, perspective, from a young boy, and you got all these old women throwing themselves housewives. at him, Horny and housewives, housewives, and he's husbands I mean, not treating them right. I can't blame him for not wanting to lay the pipe for all these right? women. You know, all these in fact, women. he's doing them a, a, a service. Mm-hmm. You know, he's helping them out. He's like, listen, I understand your husband's not plowing the field the way he was supposed to plow it, so let me come in with my gardening service wow. and I'll make sure that your crops grow exponentially. <laughs> I got He's that. Uh, I got that miracle grow for you. That uh, <laughs> special formula. You're on. Anyways, you're let's on, uh, you're on a roll tonight. <laughs> Nick is funny. Okay, it's so, not right, but you know, 
it happened. But I understand. There's no but for Thaddeus, okay? There's no but. He should not be doing that. His dad should have been harder. I think he should have brought it up somewhere later on. That Hold on, boy. But is it is it Dixon's fault or is it the married women's fault for allowing this no, to no, happen? No. See, we're not invested in these other characters. The people that were invested in is Dixon and Ralph and that whole side of the, of the story. So for the fact that one of the characters we're invested in almost get his brains blown off because he's doing something he really obviously <laughs> on a whole nother level should not be doing. I mean, but if it's like a moral issue, then, you know. Now, that, that is, let me jump on your side now. Um, his dad, Ralph, is so hard on him on other situations, him being a cop and, and him not going out into the field. Mm-hmm. But yet... He wants to now protect his little boy. Yeah, with well, there's a gun in his face. Yeah, but I mean, he has to. I yeah. understand that, but the way he went about, the way he did it, the the way he went about and did that, it is like he's offending his boy, and it's like, why did? Where was the? Where was the talks? Like he normally does as a dad, and say, you know, you know, this is wrong, and like there should have been something. You know, he's got on his case about other situations. Mm-hmm. This would have been the time, maybe later on, when it was just one on one, where he wants to pull him to the side and say, you know, this is not something that you want to do. Just like he condemned it. Just yeah. like he can. He didn't. Con- just like he condemned his uh, his brother for sleeping with the other side. So why would he not? Why would he not? Um, say say anything to a son about sleeping with Mary. And, I mean, and just saying oh, we're going to talk about this later is not good enough. And then he sends him after he gets the Fred to put the gun down. Mm-hmm. He sends him to take them home. <laughs> is that the wisest thing to do? Well, because Fred wasn't going to shoot him. Yeah, a but, man. Okay, let me tell you something. Crimes of passion are no joke. This dude's hands could have turned to deadly weapons. That's true. Plus, he's bigger than Dixon. And then Dixon, not being in a rage, knowing he's wrong. We could probably get the life squeezed out of him. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, no, I guess not. I'll have a deputy. I'll take another deputy. Crazy. Until a deputy yeah. drive them. Someone home. who's not related that to would, the, that. That's just not, not wise. That just doesn't make any sense. But you know what's wise? Tell me, damn malicious. What's wise is for all of you fans out there watching and listening. Make sure you guys go to iTunes, download, rate, comment, tell a friend, tell many people that you know get us in the top 10 yes Yes. get us in the top 10 we're begging pleading you please get us in the top 10 pass it around tell everybody tweet it about uh, tweet to everyone about uh, iTunes and so also don't forget about the podcast app and what that does is it organizes all of your subscriptions to the various great shows that we have here on Afterbus TV which I believe we have over 50 shows so there's a lot of great subscriptions to all the shows that we have here so subscribe to that podcast as well as subscribe to Vegas including Deception which we do now yeah on tuesdays at 6 uh p.m uh and scandal i believe you do scandal 90210 and castle and And all your other favorites that uh you enjoy exactly so moving on in the show uh let's uh go on to this high-stakes gambler guy hold on hold on what can can we because i know we we talked about it really really quick because i know bam touched touched on it Mm -hmm. uh mia and where do we where do we find uh, Jack, when when we first saw Jack, you want to jump to that? I, I, because 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 he just 
Bam just 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 touched on it really briefly. He did. Touch on it. He did. So let's just you know t- you know let's kind of talk about that really quick and then go into the high stakes gambling because you okay. know Break he was go he was in the bed you know sure almost was. stark naked. I, he he could have been stark naked when we first saw him and they kind of you know wiggled some pants on, right. but you know he was shirtless, right? Flexing the obliques a little bit. Yeah, you know, and he, he, he saw that. I was like, this dude yeah. worked out for, for this one. He was like, yo, I'm shirtless. Okay, let me get in the gym real quick. Doing push-ups in between takes. So, you know, and that that wasn't, um, uh, um, who was, uh, Mia? No, Rizzo. Uh, Stunt, Steve, Steve, Steve. No, that wasn't Steve. That, yeah, that that wasn't. That Steve. wasn't that our was, stuntman, Steve. Was, Rizzo. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not. Mm. That was that was Jason O'Mara. Right. But um, but yeah. So you know, it just kind of jumped to that, and they were just like they were had finished. Uh, you know, love making for the night. But for yeah. me, it was like weird because I was like, whoa, yeah. When it was did smack dab? When right did we there. miss? I, I would have liked to see. <laughs> They can only show so CBS, much on CBS. help us out. No, I mean, I would have liked to have seen, not, at least Kinda see like the, them. Kind of like build up. Exactly. Yeah. Especially with a love story. Like theirs. Theirs, yeah. exactly. Because they're like the... the Romeo and the Juliet. Romeo and Juliet of the show. I feel like this entire episode kind of jumped two or three notches. It did. Yeah. It took it to the next level. It, I mean, totally. And so... It, I'm I mean, glad we're halfway glad. in the season though, yeah. so I'm thinking they probably figured like let's take it up another level. They, they, you know, they probably booked the season out in acts. If we got like about twenty, some odd episodes, we've just we're a little bit over the first act mm-hmm. portion. Yeah. So what eleven? Yeah, we're a little bit over the first act portion of the show. Yeah, agree. So we're probably it has to start start getting juicy. Mm-hmm. But you know, you we know. we've said that we were waiting for more. I mean, yeah, it's the sixth season, and women weren't as fast supposedly or whatever. No, no, and no. So, that's a that's that's a myth. I said supposedly. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I so I want to put it out there. Okay. <laughs> we know, so we know how many of you guys were conceived in the back of some 1968, 1954 Chevy <laughs> Bel Air Buick. Made out of steel. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so Dixon and uh, I'm not sorry, but uh, but but um, Jack and Mia. Jack and Mia got it in. So they now let's talk in. about how their relationship went from the bed to now working together um, on the Which opposite side. Which wasn't sides. really awkward because I, I thought that it may you know because sometimes after you do the do and then you got to go to a working environment you know to your relationship especially when you're not like that's co-workers the, you know right like it's a little it can be a little <clears throat> weird but you know like they were both professional and of course and well, I, here's the thing they don't work in a structured environment where they punch the clock they're both bosses on the job so that's speak. true so it's they kind of do it it's they, a little looser like their job description has a lot to do with their own judgment and how they see fit to do what they need to do. <laughs> yeah. And also because obviously he loves her, which is will be revealed for next week. He loves her, so he's willing to do anything to help her out even though she's on the other side. That's serious. Yeah. We'll get to that, though. Yeah. He got his nose wide open, boy. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> he dropped the three big, the three big bomb words. Yeah. yeah. But, oh, yeah, that's coming up next week. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it was real interesting seeing that they finally hooked up and – I guess the writers were thinking like, look, they obviously would have hooked up at this point. Let's just go ahead and make that happen and let's see where the relationship will go. Yeah. Once that has happened and yeah. the relationship has been consummated and solidified and we're taking it to the next level. But I mean, 
Is it official yet? Like, yes, know. pretty much. I mean, they've officially slept together. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, but you know, that's just limited because, like, you can got- argue official though. But I, well, I she's think, only officially yeah. sleeping with him. She's not a. Yeah, and yeah, no, and I back, know, but like, are they together? Though? Yeah, is because it? back in those days, like, if uh, if a woman go with me now, is that if, what it is? Yeah, once you, once you sleep together, I'm kind of in those days, like you were together, and then the fact that see, the, I'm not one. the siblings, I own you. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to that. I think that's a myth. I think there were. You know, booty calls back then. I think all that existed. I mean, there's always been. I, I booty think calls. it's all all these things that is, happens now has always existed. The difference is we're more okay with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, now it's more. And it's, it's more. It's more accepted. It's more yeah. in your face now, publicly accepted, socially accepted. There are well, certain things that happen. Now. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, it's always ha- ex- happened. Yeah. It's always existed. Well, I do. So think- I don't think that she might me personally. This is Thaddeus. I don't think <laughs> I don't think that she's sold on this relationship yet. Like he is. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't I don't think that she feels that she's his girlfriend. Now I think he may feel that like, you know, he's her boyfriend. I disagree mm-hmm. because she showed up to she showed up to the hospital. No, that's the right thing to do. It's the found the dude in the ditch. And that's his brother. She's doing the right thing. Mia you gotta remember, Mia's a sophisticated educated, intelligent woman who's a boss at her job. To understand a woman who thinks like that, you have to see like, okay, well, she has feelings for Jack, and in a perfect world, she probably run off with him in a perfect world. But she understands the complexities of this situation, I think more than Jack wants to recognize. Even though Jack is aware of it, I think Jack cares less, because Jack was the state champion in <laughs> shotguns and he doesn't care he's a rancher love but, is love and they'll be together blah blah blah, blah. but they, I, they toyed back and forth with each other about the whole what's your angle you know he what's your angle what's your like she's they, the one that brought that up not forget yeah she did see she thinks like that she thinks on a whole but, but, but see, she's a city the, slicker here, here's the thing I think the only thing that's holding Mia back is, is, is that she's afraid like she's still scared of like okay if I fully commit to this like what would this mean like what would this do to the Savoy what would this do you know because they know who my who exactly. my, my daddy is like what would the repercussions be if you know we go ahead and take that step and i say this is my man Ooh. well that's my point nick See, she's thinking about the complexities of the situation yeah. so and and to me in in her mind she hasn't fully committed to this yet because she's a strong no matter what the she surrounding is. circumstances she are her dad being the crazy johnny rizzo or whatnot or whatever she's still the kind that once she's made that commitment will stand up for her situation. Yes, yeah, my be, man. She'll be in it. Dad, you got to die. Right. But she hasn't taken it there yet emotionally. Yeah. And this is the reason you yeah. haven't gotten this out of her. She'll sleep yeah. with, she's going to continue to sleep with Jack. She'll sleep with Jack and Jack is going to fall for her, I think, obviously, as we saw coming up. He's already whipped. He's, he's whipped. He's whipped. Yeah. He's whipped. Jack, you know, I mean, I'll be whipped too. She's hot. Okay, I can, I can get I'm whipped with, right now. I can get with that. So let's go into now. Sarah Jones, ACU too. Let's real get- person, real life. Amy Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> Amy and Sarah come with us. Okay. So now let's go into them, uh, me and Jack working together. Okay. For the high stakes uh, gambler. Okay. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. So uh, this nobody out of nowhere comes and 
I guess he's winning some big games on the floor. Mm-hmm. Okay, playing high stakes poker, correct? Correct. And then he decides that uh, let's take it, it up a notch. Let's just take it up a notch, and the stakes weren't high enough and big enough for him in the floor. So he sets up his own private game in a suite upstairs, in his own private personal suite. Okay, okay sets up a room, and he's playing with the best guys yeah. in town. Yeah. And these are some of the best guys in the game, period, because the best guys in Vegas would be probably the best, best guys, guys in the country. Probably, probably yeah. the best guys in Atlantic City, the best guys in Monaco, the best guys where they gamble anywhere where gambling is worth gambling. Mm-hmm. So he's beating these guys. Yeah. He, he's not just beating He's whooping on them. He's whooping on them. Yeah. So it's a little fishy. And you got to think that you're starting to beat a casino. It's mob run. <laughs> they're losing money, yeah. and even if it's legit, they're going to be PO'd. And like, what is the dude? This this dude is—he's not even a—he's not even a seasoned gambler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, and that's the reason why it was so. <coughs> well, that's the reason why it was so suspicious. Is because, well, well, Mia wanted to do her homework on the guy. Yeah. She was like, "Let's find out who this person is." Exactly. First, before and, I jump to conclusions, let's see if anybody's heard of him. What's his name? Okay, let's see. And so she goes to her boo thing. Yes, and ask if Hello, he could jump off. She actually went to the station. Yeah, she yeah. went to the station. Right, she went to the yeah. station looking for, and asked uh, and asked Jack to do uh, investigation and find out you know who he is. And right. Then from there, she asked him to um, to be a part of the. I don't know, not a heist, but she uh, asked him to be a part of the. The ring, yeah, or the the, uh, the game. It's not like, like no. a backdoor. Card she did game. not ask him. Yeah, yeah he, he offered. offered, and she didn't want really want him. She was reluctant to You're allow right. him, yeah. to join. Mm-hmm. And but he says he's he a says, season he says player. He's a season player, and he yeah. he's he's been known to to shuffle a card or two in his day. That's not what he said, but basically yeah. that's what he was alluding to. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Oh my gosh, like really?" This is when this is the kind of situation where you know. Well, he had to convince her. Basically, he had to tell her, like, look, I can spot a liar a mile away. I'll be able to pick up tales, things about this guy yeah. just from but I sitting, be. In, just <laughs> sitting in on the game. I'll yeah. be able to tell yeah. what's going on. And he comes and joins. Now, that tells me, okay, she lets this guy convince her of this, even though it's like, okay, what could it, what could it hurt for one? Mm. Secondly, he might be able to tell. I mean, he does have a good point. He is a cop. He can tell him. You know, people are being shady. Mm-hmm. And third, that showed a little bit of the emotion she had for him, allowing him mm-hmm. to come and have fun with that situation. <laughs> because that was something that was really, that's not any kind of invested interest for them. You know, that's not going to stop the planes from flying over the west west of the of the ranch. Well, he was, or you know, solve a murder. It was something that was above pu- and beyond the call, right? You know, it was something he was doing in for a matter her, for really. her. To yeah. Yeah. that was one yeah. of those things where this is my opportunity to impress my girl. That's basically it had what it was. nothing yeah. to do with yeah, yeah, nothing to do with anything else. He just wanted to flex a little bit, you know. What yeah, I mean? like, and no, and see, and cause like, and he did. I, I think, I think, <laughs> I think this is what it what what it really was is that he wanted to kind of show her that I can step into your world. And handle myself, right? Mm. I think that's really kind of what it was, you that's know, because point. she said, you know, you know, like because I know like these car players, like the best car players, period. Now you may have played, you know, with your ranchers or, or whatever, but these guys are the truth, right? You know, and he was saying, well, listen now, you know, some of these ranchers on lunch break, 
you know, these are like the, the some of the best cheats, you know, right. or whatever. So right. you know, he he's he has his his. Uh, I had no idea. It just slipped out of my head. Wow. I was, I was about and to so, say. and so when he, so and <laughs> then got, we're there with your own yeah. audience. We're, there we're you there go. And so let's talk about what happens once he's there at the table. He wins. Huh? What's funny to me is I did notice three of a kind. I did notice how everybody else who were the best card players uh-huh. were not even in the game in the yeah. game anymore, which was really funny. So yeah. Jack is one on one showdown with, with this guy Hal Watley, Ooh. and. Now he got a little bit of information out of him by having small talk, yeah. which, which is the information that it, 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 you know eventually led sa- to uh, help saving saving Ralph's yes, life. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it did help him going yeah. in there, playing. He won, mm-hmm. won some money, and Mia. I think she was. She was she was, she amused, was impressed. She was amused by that. She was she I you know I right? think she was she was impressed a little it, bit. Yeah, you know? she had to be. Yeah. Anybody wants some money, especially in the caliber in which she had elevated these guys and put them on that pedestal in her mind, mm. and then her man comes out on top. She has to give him his props. Yeah, she has to. I'm sure sure she gave him a little more than props. He's not all yeah. rancher. <laughs> I'm not all rancher, baby. Nah, I'm saying. So I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but now, okay, now how was he cheated? Because I've never seen this before in, um, like, the way that they did. I, I haven't seen it in, in any other, like, Vegas-type show or any type of card show or any type right. of well, movie. They were, he was in, okay, the guy, what, what, what I was confused about was how they even find out this guy was in there. They didn't really touch yeah, on that. Yeah, they just yeah, walked up in the room, said, do not disturb, walked in and caught the dude. Yeah. yeah. Besides that, what he had was he had a some kind of... Looking, look, no, looking, a looking, some kind of device okay, where they set up something in the room yeah. where he was able to see into the room. Yeah, and see, he had he, he had a little things. They were like set up like little metal rods. Well, he had one metal rod, but he had like a little cone, like a cone type of metal, which was covered which thing. was kind of like a uh, like a lens. That was built into the floor, and then he had right. like a like a like a telescope, mm-hmm. to and he was able plug to plug into yeah exactly. And then he from from seeing what the what the hands were, he was Morse coding the hands of the different players to to uh, to how widely the guy was cheating. So he had somebody in on it with him, obviously, and uh, that's that was his spotter. That that was his, that was his spotter, literally. Uh, that was his. Because L- that's where spotter comes from, right? That's where, yeah. And so uh, he got busted. Yes, he did. Jack busted him after they got the information they got. Mm. Now, before we get further into the Hal Watley situation with Jack, I want to jump over to the be- a little earlier in the show when Savino confronted Johnny Rizzo about the two hundred seventy-five thousand that was missing ah. from the bank loan. Now, this bank loan information, this bank loan money, was specifically for the tumbleweed. development of the tumbleweed. Yeah. Which they were supposed to develop the tumbleweed, get it ready, so they can actually start making some making money. some money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. The only other person, as soon as they said the the money was gone, I was like, oh, Johnny Rizzo. He's the only other person that would have access to that. Yeah. Besides the bank, the banker. Well, the banker, well, the banker flexed on Savino first. <coughs> actually, excuse me. Actually, I thought that possibly the bank had been robbed, and because like, and that was just just me thinking because of what had happened in the beginning of the, of the episode, you know, where, where Ralph got got clocked o- over the head. Right. So I'm thinking now, okay, he got robbed, and then they just robbed the bank. So I was off on. Uh, yeah, to me, what to, happened. to me, there was no way it could have just been. 
the bank getting robbed. Uh, yeah, me, I didn't think that either. Because the manner in which he walked in, mm. it, it, he said, you guys, blah, 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 blah. And that would have had to have been authorized to go on, on a, a strong arm strong arm robbery on that level. That's that's kind of major. I mean, you know, in, inside job. It was definitely inside. I mean, the money, they got access to the money. They don't have to go rob it. Yeah. I mean, you're still robbing. He, he wasn't. <laughs> I mean, he was, but he wasn't. Yeah. You know, he wasn't supposed to take the money. So he confronts him. He confronts Johnny about it. And Johnny tells him what, ma'am? I don't remember. <laughs> Johnny tells him. What did Johnny tell him exactly? Basically, you know, I, I don't remember verbatim, but you know, I know Johnny was <coughs> excuse me, saying something to the effect that where, you know, like the basically like the tumbleweed was his, you know, so he was thinking, This is mine, you know, and the money like anything that has that has anything to do with the tumbleweed is mine. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do with the money with what I see fit. Right. Even though they needed that money or they were, that money was already kinda allocated towards, you know, the, the groundbreaking right. which was gonna be next week. Right. You know, and then so all this happened and so, you know, Savino's going like, dude, like what's He's like, what's, dude, we gotta pay that money back. Yeah. We gotta put the money back. Because he it says, needs to look legit with everything. Exactly. That and he's yeah. and, and and Vincent is trying to establish a legitimate relationship with this banker, yeah, and and because Johnny I feel like goes the takes the money, took, took a took a chance. He did take a chance, you know? yeah. and that whole thing was that was part of the whole thing. Now he feels kind of bamboozled, yeah. And <clears throat> Johnny said he took half the money, sent it back home, took the other half and invested it, put it to the, put it on the street, yeah, for to, for investment, yeah. So Vincent is like flexing on Johnny, but Johnny is basically like, you know, remember your place, dude. You're not. Yeah, running this show over here. We'll put it back. He said. He said. Well, I got to answer to the banker. Exactly. And Johnny says, "Let me take. I'll take care of him." He said, "There's a problem. Tell him that I'll talk to him. You know, I'll deal with it." Yeah. And then Vince is like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I know. Are you? What do you mean take care? Of? Like how you take care of?" Him? He said, "Well, what do you think that means? What does that mean? What do you mean? You're not. You're not the only person." And then later on, he references uh, Johnny references to Vince, and you think you're the only person who can go straight around here? Yeah. Yeah. But. At this point, it's kind of like uh, you're yeah. not gonna go straight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not. Yeah, he's over thinking he's the only person that's gonna go straight around here. Just because you you can go straight doesn't mean you're gonna go straight, John. Exactly. You're a dirtbag. You're crooked. Right. You're just you're crooked. A, a crooked dude. Yeah. I don't think he's a douchebag like I did before though. He's just of that nature. He can't. He's he's douchish. They, no, they wrote him in right. They wrote him in to make a point. The character, the writers knew that they were gonna get rid of. Uh, Angelo mm. and Johnny was going to be the menace. Mm. He's like Dennis the Menace from the Mafia, fifty years old. <laughs> Seriously, dude, this guy is—he's something else. Mm. So he takes an associate out to—I guess they—they they apparently flatten the the banker's car tire. Yeah, well, and because they—they were—they were following him. Basically, gave him a slow leak. They gave yeah. him a slow leak. Yeah. So, so they'd have to—you know—he'd have to pull over, and Johnny goes and have a, has to talk with the banker. Says hi to his his wife Maureen. Hi, is that, is that little Adam? Yeah. He's finishing first grade now, right? Banker's attitude, demeanor completely changes. He's like, okay, seriously, like really, dude. 
Okay. I mean, but he didn't. He didn't do anything. He just let him know that That's I enough. know your family. That's basically what it is. He was like, "I know your family." When you haven't been formally introduced, and you're going around talking about people's family. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, because he, he didn't do anything. In fact, he even helped him. You know, and gave him a new a new tire. He didn't give him that tire. The tire was already in the back of his trunk. <laughs> he just he just pulled, <laughs> he just pulled it out. That's a problem, and it, it got him in a in a world of mess later. It did, as you can see, mm-hmm. uh, with that. Uh, let's stop with that and let's go to Miss Savino in the ADA uh, meeting in the quick. alley, yeah. real quick. I got a meeting in the late. Oh. I got a meeting in the ladies' room. It's coming. I don't know the rest of the words of that song. Yeah. I'll be back anyway, real soon. Uh, I'll, be, yeah. I'll be back real soon. Anyway, so y'all dating yourself? Look at y'all. Look at y'all. I mean, <laughs> we're pop you know, culture <laughs> icons. We know we're pop culture aficionados. I, I know music. Anyway, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so Miss Savino and the ADA and the ADA, who had all of eight lines this entire episode. Yo, but that was a a very very pivotal scene. It was for what what so Miss Savino. Is played by Vanessa Shaw, who's absolutely gorgeous. She was in Three Ten to Yuma. I don't think I think I mentioned that in another episode. She had brown hair and she looked gorgeous again, all natural in a western. So she so, is the informant. She has to be because she knows that Johnny's a ticking time bomb. Yes, and this dude offed his fiance, and so that's what they were talking about. That's what she was discussing with Catherine, the ADA. Because the ADA knows that Rizzo did it. Exactly. Okay, she got a hot dose of Heron. <laughs> if you guys don't know what Heron is, that's the street name for it. The technical <laughs> name for it is heroin. Sci- the street the scientific is called, term. Scientific term. But on the street, I was it, about to say we call it. <laughs> <laughs> call it the Heron. They, they call it Heron. Mm. That's what they call it. So she got a hot dose apparently. And they're saying, oh, she had drug problems in the past. She was a drug addict. But whatever, it wasn't blah, blah, adding blah. up. But it wasn't adding up. Yeah. You know, and the ADA said that. She said, look, this is not adding up. You know, this. she was at the top of her game. She's a gold-selling artist. Mm. She was selling out shows. She was selling out shows. Mm. People she was, loved her. She was engaged. Yeah. And just she, engaged she two just weeks engaged ago. two weeks before. To who? Johnny Rizzo. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, Johnny Rizzo, I think it's going to come out later. He's going to find out and say, look, I know you used to hit that back in Cuba. You're lucky I didn't shoot you a hot dose when I found out for not telling me. But there was this other stuff that's going, I know your nature. I know you wouldn't blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So he obviously offed her. He had her done. Weird. It's not. It hasn't been proven yet. Oh, my gosh. Bam, you're, you're you're defending Johnny. Well, innocent until proven guilty on this situation, because he's not an innocent man by far. But you're saying in this particular situation, he may not have had that done. That's exactly what I'm saying, Thaddeus. Well, okay. Well, how about this? It is very possible that after she got rejected by Vincent, she just shot up because he really put her in her place. He didn't. Because didn't Vincent find out she was an informant last week, last yeah. episode? Yes. So when he checked her. About that, she, she could have gone back to she could have she could have spiraled on ways exactly. She could have spiraled, you know, emotionally and, and felt like, okay, my marriage is about to be over, my career is about to be over, I need to take the edge off. 
I mean, it does seem completely. far. It does seem far fetched, but yet it it does. That's kind of the way that it was set up. Right. When she died, it was the last scene. You know, before she died, and you, we saw her laid out. You know, with the drug. So, but I'm just gonna just be different and say there's a possibility that Rizzo did not kill. Well, yeah. here's the thing. Maybe if Rizzo didn't kill her, if he was the one that injected her with it, he could have, you know, coaxed her into it. Uh, that's possible. Yeah. You know? At the end of the day, it's going to be... His hands are dirty. It's going to be Vince's wife. I can't remember her name right now. I don't know why I can't remember her name. But yes, it's going to be... And if you guys want to call and make any comments, if we're forgetting anything, you guys can call us at 424-256-1633. Tweet two, us. That's 424-256-1633. Yeah, you can tweet us. Uh, you can tweet Nick at the Nick Purdue, Bam Erickson at Bam Erickson, or myself at Club Thaddeus. Ask us anything while we're um, shooting or just call in. But I can't remember Vincent's wife's name, but she is going to have to... Whether Johnny did it or not, she's going to have to find a way to prove that Johnny Rizzo did this because he's an imminent threat and danger to the existence of Vincent Mm -hmm. in Vegas, especially now that we find out he's only he's a quarter Irish and he'll never be a made man, (laughs) which we never knew before. We didn't. I thought he was a made guy because he was running everything in Vegas. So now that we find out he's not a made guy, he's expendable. He said, you think you're big time. Because you're out here giving orders to all these ants out here. Yeah. That's crazy. Because that's really telling him, like, dude, to me, you're nothing but an ant. You ain't. Just got real. (laughs) (laughs) It's just got real. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So when ish gets real, you got to step up. But you know what's funny? It seems like Vincent's wife in some situations has bigger cojones than he does because she steps up and she's like, I'm going to make a boss decision and do something about this. Like she had to remind him like, look, no more lies. When she was questioning him about the murder uh, or about the death of Diane Desmond, she asked Vince, did you do it? Yeah. But, but but see, cause like she doesn't have the ties that Vincent has. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah. So, so that's why like she's a little more, free to kind of you know be a little more what's what's the word I'm looking for you know like to kind of and and be, you know what I'm saying and I think she knows that he's limited to certain things so yes. she kind of speaks and says things on his behalf yeah right. you know or, or or like things get you know known because she, you know, maybe passes along some in- information. She's that. a good yeah. wife. Yeah. She's right or die. She found out her husband was having an affair with this broad. And maybe, I don't see broad to be disrespectful to, to ladies out there. I'm saying broad in reference to that character. Because that, Diane Desmond was a, ca- was a broad. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> to clear that up and you can text me it or tweet me at no, you text can, you you can, you can no, text you can't text if you no, want to no, text no, him no. You, can, you, can text, <laughs> you can text me at 424-256-1633 just kidding you can call in there anyway so she's a ride or die for her man she is this is the kind of women they used to make back in the day can we find some women like that hold on, hold on time out time out time out time out can we turn on the, the air conditioner really quick because I'm I'm burning out <sighs> It's it's way too hot. So. It, it is hot. Yeah. 
Thank you, because I'm I'm like boiling. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is you know. Thank producer you. extraordinaire. She's the bomb. She's got everything on lock. Okay. So go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. So Vanessa Shaw's character, Miss Savino, she is gonna find a way to make this happen. Yeah. She is gonna be the heroine, no pun intended, <laughs> to save her husband. She had. She's a pivotal and very instrumental tool for for him even though he's not really using her because he cares more about protecting her and not having her involved because sometimes you really don't know what do I should I tell her what should I not so I'm just not going to tell her anything because she doesn't need to be involved in this I want to protect her from being involved with anything two things really really quick I think like you know she may go above and beyond the call and even if she has to plan something to make it stick She'll do it. That's what I was saying. She's gonna have. She's she's gonna have to prove Johnny Rizzo p- committed this murder. She's gonna. Yeah, it's I mean, up to she, her to do she, it. She, she, she's, she's gonna. She's gonna, she's she's gonna like, make Johnny Rizzo commit that murder. <laughs> second second thing is, uh, you know, just just kind of piggyback on what you're saying. That is, is that I think that 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 Vincent uh, uses her as a crutch and not as an asset. You know, and like, and once he he really starts, you know, like we were saying, once he really starts kind of using her as an asset and kind of sees what she can do, and I think with this whole Rizzo thing, it may open his eyes and it may show him like, yo, you know, she could be like, this is what I can do, you know, right. and I'm your woman, I'm your wife, you know, this is a team effort, no lies, no secrets, put it all out there on the table. I'm an asset. I'm I'm here to stand behind you. I got your back 110% with whatever. Now, with her making moves like sliding out into an alley to meet the ADA, it's not like people rolling around with in, in SUVs with tinted windows and stuff like that. Like she's got to really be careful about where she goes and how she is seen out in public while yeah. she's cuz she's making very very dangerous covert moves. You know, especially with this situation. I mean, what is she doing? First of all, having lunch. Of course, at that time, she didn't even know that Catherine was the ADA. Yeah. She found out later. And now to be meeting in such a place where... But, I mean, well, here's the thing. Because I think with, with that, that they, you know, wanted to let you know that they're meeting and they're meeting in, in secret. I don't, I don't think... Because I know what, where, where your head is mm-hmm, right now. So, mm-hmm. like, people saw her, like, walk into the alley. I don't... I don't think that the way that they had or that that they shot her or the way that that they're you know shooting that was saying that like you know it's out in the open like you right. know, i think they're they're limited to you know their capabilities or whatever or however they they shot it so but they just wanted because that that scene was was pivotal so i just added extra syllable in there uh so, yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know so i don't i don't think that 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 was a dangerous move mm-hmm. you know in a sense now, if she they just has went, to be careful, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but like if they went back out to lunch now, then I could I could see that that road, you know, that that could be dangerous on, on where she, she's going. Well, what I'm saying is, I think it's better to do it out in the public, like as as opposed to to doing it behind right. closed doors. Because when you do something purposefully in secret, it looks like you're. Like well, what are you hiding? Uh, What's going on? As opposed to, oh, she's just having like she's doing the political thing by keeping us in good relations with the city and the officials in the city, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They have lunch every so often mm-hmm. as ladies to chop it up as True. opposed to meeting somewhere where they have to go. Like basketball wives. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, I don't know what that is in reference to because there weren't any basketball wives of this caliber in 1960. <laughs> not even close. At least, let's hope not. So, <laughs> so Catherine the ADA, mm-hmm. did you want to go something, ma'am? No, go ahead. Okay, so continuing off of this, she takes the information and has lunch or meets at Starbucks or whatever with her, Starbucks. There's no Starbucks in 1960. I was going to see if you guys caught that. But anyway. Her DA. Her DA, who's the crook. <laughs> this guy is the criminal. I'm thinking they should have written this guy off the show already, let this guy get killed off or nah, something. They can't but as long as they keep Catherine around and make her, she, she can't be pivotal without having that obstacle to overcome for herself yeah. and not knowing that this guy is, is the DA is, is dirty. Yeah. So. That's her personal antagonist. Right. So what do you think now that he has this information? <laughs> what do you think the DA is going to do? Right now, I think he's he's going to keep it in his, in his pocket and then he'll, you know, relay the information when it's necessary. He hasn't been a real instrumental part of the show so far. Exactly. So I don't I don't I don't think it's it's going to change a lot, but you know, like he'll he'll have it in in his pocket and if something's going to happen to where he's going to like like Rizzo like listen dude, like this is what's what's going on. This is all the information that they have. This is what they're trying to pin on you, you know, like Watch your ass, or what, right. you know, you know, watch, you know, like that's that's what I think is going to happen with that situation. It would have been interesting to see the writers build some sort of love triangle between Jack, Sarah, and this guy. Because remember when before they went on their first date and he was going to go ask her out, mm. the DA had already asked mm-hmm. Mia out and was taking her to see Vegas or see the city. Oh. I mean, he's, that would have been that would have been. So and there's still a possibility be. for that. I don't think I so. I don't think so either. He's already sealed no, the deal. I, well, yeah. So they have enough to deal with. Yeah, now she's yeah, developing yeah. emotions for the guy. She's kind of seeing him, yeah. and she has to deal with the fact that if I'm going to let myself like this guy, really like him, or fall in love with him, how am I going to do it? There's too much stuff going on. Too much Too too much now yeah. mm-hmm. for the DA to come in and to really be a... Hmm. Mm-hmm. So but, you know, maybe they're building it so this guy can get whacked or something. So, <laughs> which will suck for the actor. Speaking actors, of but. almost being whacked or being whacked, mm-hmm. Banker Justice, Banker Justice, right? Yes. So you got your boy Rizzo. Yes. You got your boy Savino. Yes. They're they're going over to the banker's house to meet with the board of director, the board of trustees, or the board of directors. The same. The, the same. The banker. Yeah. He's he and he's the head of the bank. Yeah. You're right. They got so, he, he invited them over. I think he invited Vincent. Yeah. Over. And he was and like, went over know, with uh-huh. and, and he went over Keep with going. the with the Rizzo. And so when they get there, they get cornered, basically. Right. And uh, these boys, these these are the good old boys. Like right. the way the way they kind of shook his head, it was almost cavalry. He said, "We're here I to meet the, like, bank, the bank, the the board of trustees." Yeah. He said, the, "We're the board of trustees." <laughs> we're the board of trustees. And these guys in are sitting here with flannel. These guys are sitting here with, with shotguns and flannel and overalls, a horse, a horse, a horse yeah. uh, pitchforks. You know, Dude. like a town uh, riot. Dude. I was I I would yeah I was like you know and then and so it was a little awkward and then cut cut back now they're in this barn right. you know roped up and they they've been roughed up a little bit because you can see the uh, the uh, markings on on their faces mm-hmm. which I have to tell the makeup department you guys gotta tighten that up the makeup the blood was a little stale 
the blood was a little all over the place for me. Anyway. You heard it first from makeup department. Thaddeus. You guys have done great jobs otherwise, though. But just <laughs> on the particular blood part. But so, what happened, uh, but what was what was pivotal in that scene is is Savino had to relinquish his rights to tumbleweed in order right. to in order to stay alive. Right. And you could see the beads of sweat or in the you could see the beads of um um Johnny. Yeah, he was he was angry. He, he was a fury in his eyes yeah. as this deal was being offered. Yeah. And he was really pissed about it and, and he, he offered his services. Yeah. Yeah. On top to boot, he yeah. offered his services yeah. to boot. But that was smart because he can always relinquish power that way. Yeah, because they they said you know uh, there's always the we don't skim. know you know the, we don't know anything about running the casino. Yeah. And he was like, "Don't worry about it. I'll give it to you, but I'll run it." Yeah. And so again, that happens, and Rizzo's pissed. And so then, when the two of them are are let go, you know, they have this conversation that I thought was interesting. When they got into it, tell us about it, Bam. Um, I'm going to tell you about it in just a second. Um, um, it was a very interesting conversation because it showed you what they're both made of, for the most part. Um, it actually part of it actually made me like Johnny Rizzo more. <laughs> to a certain degree, you're a Rizzo fan now. No, not a fan. I I, pre- I appreciate I, I can appreciate <laughs> what kind of, what I can appreciate is Rizzo's perspective on this particular situation. Go yeah. ahead, go ahead, ma'am. You know he was pissed that he gave up tumbleweed and 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 Savino started trying to throw his weight around. He was like, "No, this is mine. This is mine." And he was like, "No, this is not yours." And then talks about how he's a quarter um he's a, a quarter uh, Irish right. and how you're expendable. And right. he says, "The only way that I'm he's like, this is my town. This is my town. The only way that I'm leaving this town is in a, is in a dead body bag." Yeah. Or is in a body bag. Right. And he was ready to do it then. Yeah. Yeah. So so that to me showed the code in which he it's like, "Look, we're out here working for the family, yeah. Which is the the mom family, the Chicago, the Chicago. It's like, okay, if you worked your whole life to build an inheritance or build an empire for your kids, and then next thing you know, you get kidnapped, you're not gonna relinquish it just so you can live. You're gonna be like, well, if you off me, this shit's gonna go to my kids. Yeah, it's just gonna go to my kids. It's yeah. just there you go. They're gonna own it." Yeah, but if I give it up to you, I'm walking around with nothing, and my kids have nothing. And that's the perspective that Rizzo was coming from that I can appreciate. It was like, look, the only way I'm leaving out of here is in a body bag, because I'm not giving up anything. Yeah, yeah. And we're taking everything that we can get. I think there's one other uh, thing that we need to that we need to talk about with Jack is when he um, is when is when me and Jack. Uh, got the money that he um, got the the gambler's money of hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, so you know Jack gambler, yeah. actually took the hundred and thirty thousand dollars and then he left to go return it and then that's how he got himself in trouble because the gambler then went after him and then that's how Jack was found. You let, mean Ralph. Yes, Ralph. That's how Ralph was, um, you know, put into. This this is how this whole thing came about yeah. of how they were going, um, how they were flashing back. Over the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ralph got hit over the head and got put in a ditch. Um, the, the, but good thing, like I said earlier, good thing Jack was playing poker. Jack was playing poker. Uh-huh. Got that tidbit of information from Hal uh, Watley about the ranch that 
his family has, yeah. own or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like Paradise Valley, something like that. Something like Paradise that. Falls or something. Something, 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 something like that. Yeah. So that really is the information that he used to save Ralph's life. To save his brother, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of brothers, the other two brothers that were in the uh, show. Yes, real, we didn't really real, talk about that. Real, real brief. Um, you know, kind of like real early in the episode, one of the officers uh, or one of the you know yeah, sheriff's deputies was, you know, out on a call mm-hmm. and then didn't show up. So Jack and Ralph, they go to this bar, I, I believe. It was a bar or mm-hmm. a theater or something, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they went, went to the bar to in, investigate, and they find these two brothers right holding the owner of the establishment and the sheriff or and the deputy, uh, deputy mm-hmm. you know hostage mm-hmm. right so they let the the deputy go with the bop on the head and then they take the the owner as kind of like what collateral for their for their getaway you know for their safe getaway right but they burn him yeah they they douse him in flammable liquids yeah and, and alcohol and torch him and light him on fire you Which know? was like, wow. I guess yeah. he was thinking that'll buy us some time. They were. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he was thinking. He was like, they got to put, put, put the fire out on this guy. We yeah. Give us a chance to get away. Which was a horrible way to buy yourself some time. Yeah, because well, I mean, then wow. like, the, uh, the one kid had a limp. Right. You know? The younger and, brother. And, and so, you know, and because, like, the main reason why they were doing this was basically to a- avenge their father's death right. based off of his gambling uh, addiction because Alcoholism they were at, as well. and his mm-hmm. alcohol uh, that's what they were at the uh, sports book yeah that's that's what what it was yeah so they were at, at the at the sports book because you know the father had a gambling addiction and then he had alcohol problems so he would go to the to the bar so they roughed up the uh, bartender mm-hmm. the the next day and then the following day which was that Monday which happened to be the fifteenth they went to the uh, they went somewhere else when they got caught where they where <laughs> they where they worked the uh, you know not the steel mill but you know. The where the dad used to work. Where the, where the dad yeah. used right, to work. Right. Yeah, and yeah. that's where they. And that's where the brothers the, got uh, capped. Yeah. Got capped by Ralph, and the other, the younger brother's still out there, right? He got away. He, he got, got away. away. Yeah. So he he promised vengeance on Ralph, and that's going to be interesting to see if this this kid if, if he comes if he, back if he ever if he comes yeah. back, which yeah. I think is cool because that's the kid was that's a pretty motivational thing. Now his dad is gone and his brother is dead, yeah. so this is a good kid turned bad, and he's and he's handicapped. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's not even funny to me. Like, he, I mean, peg, I was peg leg this dude is p- pissed off. He is. This dude is angry. Yeah. So I, I wasn't even feeling like him in an orthopedic shoe. I wasn't even feeling. That's all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that's at the Nick Purdue. <laughs> um, so let's go in the news and gossip really quickly. After Buzz TV News. <laughs> Do we have any news and gossip, Bam? No. Bam Malicious for this week. I believe the show is still number one in this time slot. It, yeah. Uh, it, Vegas it, on Tuesdays, uh, CBS at 11 p.m. is doing great. It's 10 p.m. Doing oh, great numbers. Yeah. We could talk about um, his his new movie. Um, uh, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid's Dennis new Quaid movie. Dennis Quaid is in a new movie with, with uh, uh, Gerard uh, Butler. Gerard Butler and not Laura Prepon. I'm thinking uh, Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel. And the movie is I totally forgot the name of it right now, but I saw the previews. It looks great. Um, it's a, it looks like a romantic comedy. When yeah. does it come out? I, I believe either Friday or next week. I've seen the the billboard all over. You're time. right. I've seen it too, but yeah. I, I can't recall what it is. Oh. So you know, Bing it. 
you know, TV TV star, movie star. Yeah, well, because he, he's still essentially a movie star. Yeah, he really is. You know, so. and so I don't think he'll he'll ever lose that or ever you know relinquish his movie stardom. Um, no, he definitely won't. Yeah. But you know, his uh, his uh, TV gig is you know he's he's bringing his his movie, right? Bringing the movies to the TV screen. You know, really quickly, I just saw Michael Chiklis on the campaign. I just got the campaign. Mm. Michael Chiklis was in some movie he did with Burt Reynolds. He, when he was younger, he still had hair on his this head. Older. He was a lot younger, and Burt Reynolds knocked some guy out, and Michael Chiklis was standing there in a suit and tie. I guess Burt Reynolds was telling him something and teaching him something or whatever. Mm. But it was when Zach Galifianakis' character... Uh, Dermot, I think it's Dermot. Uh, the, the, yeah, Dermot. Um, I can't think. I can't think of his last name. With the name, yeah, yeah, Moroni or something like that. He was teaching him how to be a man. So he was watching this scene with Burt Reynolds. He was telling him to talk like Burt Reynolds. But Michael Chiklis was in the scene of that movie. I didn't find out what the movie is. I'll let you guys know next week what that was. Uh, that's pretty much all the info, uh, news and gossip we have for this week. Let's go to predictions. And now you're after. <sighs> Predictions look like the show is taking it up another level for next week after we saw what's to come. Predictions for next week, episode 12. Nick, go. Um, well, the women the women are definitely going to do their thing, as we saw in the previews. So, you know, my predictions is that I feel that the women may start shooting some people because I saw a gun with fingernail polish on it. So, okay. That's my prediction. Okay. Predictions for week 12, bam, go. Two predictions. So we saw that we saw that um that Jack Lamb confesses his love um of Mia to, to Rizzo. To Rizzo. Yeah. So Rizzo obviously is not going to be happy about that. So That's huge. I'm I'm dying to see how he's going to respond to that. Yeah. And then at at tonight's uh end of the episode, we saw how uh the ADA came to the hospital and they kind of had a moment because earlier she had she had um she had offered him to go have beer because she didn't want to have she didn't want to go to the to the bar alone and so jack uh, ralph was basically going to do it but then of course he got into a situation and so he says that he's going to take her up on the offer once he gets out the hospital and so they kind of had this little moment where they were looking at each other and then dixon was overlooking in the window and then he kind of caught like oh my daddy is having a moment and so he goes and leaves so now we're starting to see more of the women take a pivotal role and so i think I don't think I don't think they're gonna knock boots as quick as Mia and I said knock boots. Uh, I don't think that I don't think that. be knocking the boots. I don't. I don't think their relationship is gonna uh, is gonna go as fast as his brothers. But we're finally moving. They're they're moving faster. So I'm I'm happy about that. Okay. Well, my prediction for next week is that I believe the DA is gonna come and actually throw some of the information that he got as far as this investigation is concerned. Plus, they showed uh, a potential love affair, an old flame that they said for oh, Cisvino yeah. coming into the play, coming into the mix. So, uh, this is going to throw a wrench in, I believe, Mrs. Savino's plans to do what she's she's doing. That, that has to come out in some form or fashion or another. Otherwise, it won't be a good story. It has to play a part some kind of way. Anyway, Woo. Thank you guys for joining us this evening, afternoon, or morning. I'm Thaddeus, your host. You can find me at 
at Club Thaddeus on Twitter. Nicholas, tell them where they can find you. You can find me all over the internet at the Nick Purdue. Literally, you can find him everywhere. Bam, where can I find He's, you? I'm just, I'm, I wish I had the following that he had. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Bam Erickson. That's B-A-M-M-E-R-I-C-S-E-N. You can also find me and Bam at, on Deception, Tuesdays, 6 p.m. Catch it. It's for uh, NBC. See you guys next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.